everybody, you are now into the black top where we try to get our act together and find strength and unity in the circle of life and friendship. I am Billy. I am Timbo. And I am Ray. It is nice to be here. Like actually here together. Physically yeah. here in yeah. the same space. So this yeah. is for the first time. Since we've been taping, which has been a very long time. Yeah, yeah. so this is cool. This is cool. It's so cool. Yeah, Timbo, how you been? I've been excellent. Uh, you know, we're here celebrating me and Billy's birthday actually. So we're just, you know, Doing this before we have some fun. Not too much fun. But <laughs> so I'm just good. I'm I'm with my best friends. I'm it's been a beautiful day, so I'm I'm great. Good, nice, nice, nice. Um Billy, how you been? Pretty good, man. <laughs> I'm not used to looking at each other while <laughs> it's, we're it's, it's so interesting. Um Yeah, man, I've been good. Oh, this was gonna say. So uh Mirage, you did, have we talked about Mirage before? Mirage. Mirage is an artist. No, oh. she's an artist, uh, and I got an opportunity to play with her for her tiny desk. Oh yeah, the NPR mm-hmm. um, submission or whatnot. That was just really fun. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Those videos on YouTube, but that, with the same song, she was uh, getting ready to release. So she asked me to play drums on the recording, oh, nice. and that was cool. That was the first time. I'd ever played drums as a musician. Like I can play breaks and chop them up or whatnot. Right. But playing a full song as a musician, that was my first time. Yay. Um, and that was cool, man. It was very cool. And That's the song awesome. is out. What's the name of the song? Don't It okay. by Mirage Virtuoso. Yeah, he did a great job of putting it on his social media. I've been busy, so I haven't had a chance to, to uh, tune into it. But That's I did cool. see the post. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and it's like the first time I got to use everything. Okay. I recorded it in my own space. And that's, that's cool. Dope. Yeah. And Joshua Woods did a really good job of making everything sound nice. So, uh, as a milestone for me. Yeah, dope. That was pretty cool. So yeah, man, that's how like my recent a couple weeks have been. How have you been? Yeah, you been. Uh, how have you? Oh man, I've been good, man. I can't complain at all, man. Just been working, you know, family life, same old, same old. Uh, yeah, just loving it, loving it all. Nothing to complain about, you know. Just um using this Lent to try to get closer. Closer to God and mm-hmm. um, like my spiritual journey and stuff, just trying to make sure I do something kind of spiritual. I always try to in the spirit mm-hmm. every <laughs> every every day. So it's been a journey trying to remember, not trying to remember, but you know, some days you know you just you are absent minded. So yeah, you gotta get been, back into it. It's been sure. a journey though, and it's been cool. good, and it's um overall positive. So okay, I like that. All right, cool. But, um, yeah, other than that, we got a uh, little stuff going around. Oh, okay. Let's just get it out. Let's just go ahead and talk about it. Everybody already talked about it. Everybody said it, everything. Sure. Um, the slap. <laughs> the slap the heard slap. around the world. Yeah. Anybody? Anything we need to say about it? Anything? Pray for the man. Yeah. Pray for the man. But no, like I told y'all in our personal conversation before, it's just you know if. I just know my particular significant other would not care for that. So right. I would not have handled it that way. I got the anger, though, to a degree. I know some people are like, well, he was laughing. Sometimes it takes a minute for a joke to land. Like, mm-hmm. y'all know when y'all was in kid, uh, in school and you had kids capping on you and everybody would be laughing. You'd be like, hold on, wait. You're mm-hmm. actually coming for me now. Right. So right. I think it was possibly a moment of that. And we just saw a human being a human. Right. And we need to just let it go. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he was wrong for going up there and slapping that man. He was. I think it's the time and the place for everything. I don't think that one. I think it showed kind of. I think he was wrong for slapping him, and then he was wrong for slapping him where he slapped him. Too. Right. For so, sure. You know, just um the venue and the just all of it, which is probably more maybe that speaks more to me and how I feel about the white gaze. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because that's kind of what I feel like, you know, why would you go up there and slap this black man in this room full of white people? Right. But maybe it shouldn't matter. I don't know. Uh, I, I think there's a better way to handle it. I think that is deeper than the joke. And maybe the dude just broke. He, he just snapped because of some things that I don't know nothing about. You still don't do that. You still have consequences because of what you did. But at the same time, there may be a deeper issue that really needs attention. Mm-hmm. And it's real easy for us to point the finger at him because we saw it live on TV. Right. But we know people that didn't slap people. Right. We didn't take days and days of berating them and talking about how horrible of a human they are. True. We just let it the fuck go. This one was wild. <laughs> so, he got up. Do you think when he got up from his seat that he thought he was going to slap him when he got to... I figured like, it was you pretty think he got up like, I'm not, I'm not going to slap him. He didn't, him. He didn't like, get up to talk. I don't know what he got up to say. I mean, I guess you don't get up why get up to talk, right? I can talk to you when you get down. Yeah, like, that's true. He knew what he you was doing. I mean? They said like, he was I'm walking like, with his hands behind <laughs> his back. He was trying to get that velocity right. Yeah, he challenged that nigga to what he, he did, doing. though. He, he, like, he swung into it, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> this whole diagonal type of uh, trajectory. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I just wish them the best. I, I, they're gonna work it out and all of that, but no, from what I hear, it's already been yeah. squashed. Like they didn't know. It's just the media won't let it go. Or anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the media, us, uh, like, yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, but yeah. Let you know. Mm. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, other news. Um. Oh, and local news. Um, I guess it's good to be a Detroit Lions fan right now, you know? Can't um, wait, bro. We got the I draft coming wait. in a couple years, and also the Lions are going to be on Hard Knocks. Yes. So that'll be interesting to see. I can't um, wait. <sighs> I'm so excited to see this. What is Hard Knocks? <laughs> <laughs> I have to be that person, y'all. I don't know. That's perfect, uh, man. Um... How would you explain it? Um, Hard Knocks is um, where HBO goes around and during the like training camp portion, okay. um, before like the real season, they follow one team around and kind of just see um, what the story are, what the stories are, and follow and just see what's okay, going on. Okay, that's cool. And they, yeah, that's they go cool. from team to team every year. That's so, cool. That's, that's awesome. cool, yeah. man. I hadn't seen it in a very long time, or maybe never really paid attention to it. Mm-hmm. And there was one on, on HBO. For the Colts for last season, maybe the season right before, mm-hmm. and it was super interesting to see the families and the babies and the yeah. lifestyles, and then just how the players think, and to see them as human beings, not just a part of this massive team going against this other right. massive team. Right. Like this screen just poses this uh, obstacle. It just I overlook the individual human effort when mm-hmm. you have a special person or a special player who thinks and is just on another level. That changes the game, and when you can see that. In the, in, the, in, the, in the midst of a team, mm-hmm. it changes the experience of how teams compete against each other, at least for me. Right, right. So I can't wait, and I really want, I can't wait to see these players who they brought back from last year that fought really hard and yeah. see how they think and see how they work together. I want to see the coach, man. I, want to see I the do coach, too. Coach Campbell. I, I do too. He's already a character in himself. Michael so Brocker. Nice to see him out there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Brocker. No, yeah. Michael Brocker said that he's like the, the quietest. Is he? Really? Yeah. <laughs> he said he's the quietest person. It's going to um, be very interesting. I'm excited. I want to see Jamal Williams. Yeah? Yeah, because he's, um, he's a character already. He's just so fun. He is. It's just every interview. Uh-huh. So just to see 
Um, just to see him just for a full, you know, season of Hard Knocks. I think that he'll be one of the standouts there. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool to see some of our, like, um, Amara St. Brown. Um, Can't wait. It'll be awesome. Just his rookie year, he came out and just blazed it just to see his, um, where he's going to make his next steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever we bring in in the draft, it'd yeah. be cool just to see the two first-round picks, maybe, mm-hmm. um, and see what the impact that they may have. Yeah. Um, even golf, right? Our, our quarterback, what is he going to do? How is he feeling? There's some storylines there that I will be interested to see. Yeah. Um, I kind of want him to get it done. I think that year two of the rebuild is a good time to go ahead and get it done. Mm-hmm. So next year where it's really time to focus, in my opinion, like really looking for the playoffs, mm-hmm. um, they, they can focus on that and it'll be kind of, well, we don't have to focus on hard knocks and no distractions. I think this is um, kind of perfect timing. Yeah. And I think it's cool that, um, again, with the draft coming in a couple of years, I think I'm going to definitely try to get down um, in April. What's it? April 2024, I think. Okay. When the draft is going to be here. How do you get the pre-sale tickets? No idea. I will find out, and we will. I think y'all, yeah. y'all got to have some kind of connections for that. Man, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. They have to have something open for the public, I would think, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Like some kind of ticket sales or something. But it's going to be cool. So I'm happy to see Detroit get some shine. Uh, hopefully, please, hopefully for hard knocks that the Lions don't go out there and embarrass us. And hopefully for, you know, um, the draft. That's above y'all now. Right. <laughs> That's the truth. And hopefully for the draft, you know, they can just make the city look good. And, um, you know, it'd be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I don't think I had any more news. Any news you guys want to talk about? Anything? Nope. No? All right. Well, moving on to music. What we listen to, Tim? All right, uh, this episode we listened to Black Radio 3 by the great Robert Glasper. I only knew about him because I'm a huge Erica Badu and Jill mm-hmm. Scott fan, and they've worked with him. Okay. And they've raved about just how good of a producer he is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I would just love to hear everybody's thoughts about the uh, project that we listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really, really good. I thought it was um, a beautiful amalgamation of song, poetry, and thought. It was just all just kind of just perfect for me. I really liked it. It was, I think I listened to it just straight through. It wasn't anything I wanted to skip. Um, I'm really looking to get it on vinyl. I even looked for it already. It's, it was, yeah, this one easily probably one of the top albums that we've kind of listened to. Okay. I liked it. What'd you guys think? Uh, I echo your sentiments. Mm-hmm. The poem, the way that it progressed and grew by the time, it just covered this, this wide span and depth of understanding mm-hmm. and connection and yeah. metaphor. It was, it was super cool. It was. I didn't know it was going that deep and I was happy the entire ride. D Smoke, him yeah. rapping, that song is fire. Yeah. I really enjoy this entire album. Um there was something else I was gonna say. I think I forgot it. But I like the yeah, I like the entire album. It was good. It's super dope, man. The melodies. Oh, the um the features? I when, know, right? When it got down <laughs> when they did the cover of the song, I won't say it, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Mm-hmm. But the cover, mm-hmm. that's what really sold me. Cause I that's just a song that I really enjoy for the, the words and it's such a simple song, but it's so powerful. And to expound on it. Yeah, they and, opened it up and made it yeah. a totally different thought process. Yeah. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It was so satisfying. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I needed that in my life. So, yeah, I'm very this thrilled about good. this album. What about you? I enjoyed the album. I did. Uh, like I said, I already had a huge hype around him anyway because he works with the artists 
that I love to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just appreciated it sonically on a lot of, I, I shared the same sentiments. I love the fact that it was spoken word, rap, and singing all mm-hmm. going on at once, kind of like, yeah. and then as well as the instrumentation. That's really what was most profound to me in this whole project, just the instrumentation, how it was approached, the different things that he did with uh, the chords and everything. Yeah. And I was really interested in his thought process. Like, why did he pick the artist that he picked? Mm. Like, even with the song that you were talking about that the cover, whenever you hear Layla Hathaway, you know it's her. Like, mm-hmm. instantly. Mm-hmm. She has a tone that is just so distinctive. And so I was just... That opened up a world to me. I'm like, I just really want to... I guess he just enjoys working with these people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is, but I was very happy to listen to the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's it. Black Radio Three. Give it a give it a listen. Yes, yeah, definitely. Please, please do. Please uh, do. Albums. Okay. Albums. Yeah. So this time around, we are picking an album that we wouldn't normally gravitate towards. Um, I have for mine, Unlimited Love by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard of Red Hot Chili Pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, no I way. I don't think I have. Like, I probably heard the songs, of course, yeah. right? But just like an actual project where I got you, you sit down and I got you. listen to them. And I know they're really popular. What was it again? Unlimited Love. Now, what you guys got? I gotta find it. <laughs> I had it. I just, I don't want to say, the, I'll say the wrong thing. Okay. It's called Let's Eat Grandma. It's by Two Ribbons. It's called what? Let's Eat Grandma. All right. It's by Two Ribbons. Two ribbons. Mine is The Overload by Yard Act. By whom? Yard Act. Okay. Um, Billy, I believe that this was your pick last. So you get to take away. I'm taking away yours. I'm interested in this Two Ribbons album. Okay, let's take that away. I will then take away... Yeah, the same. Um, I'm gonna take away the the overload, and we will listen yeah. to Let's Eat Grandma. Okay. All right. I haven't won in a long time, so this is cool. Just saying. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. <clears throat> so that's what we listen to. Um, now we're going on to our chapter. Um, what chapter are we on? Chapter 4. Chapter 4 of White Fragility. White by Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. Robin yes. D'Angelo. And, um, again, another good chapter. Um, you know, this chapter starts off with a quote by um, Gioma Olubu. hope I said that right. Um, who's an American writer and author of So You Want to Talk About Race. And her quote starts off by saying, White people... I don't want you to understand me better. I want you to understand yourselves. Your survival is never dependent on your knowledge of white culture. In fact, it's required your ignorance. Ooh, that's tough. Powerful, right? You know? And and that's where we find um kind of Miss D'Angelo discussing in this chapter, how she kind of looks inward at her own race and kind of breaks down these different aspects of and what comes with being white, you know, these aspects that white people kind of share all at the same time that no person of color could share or make these same assertions to mm-hmm. um, aspects such as um, she touched on belonging, uh, freedom of 
bird freedom from burden of race, freedom of movement, white solidarity, um, racial innocence, among other topics. And she does this as always in just a way where it seems as if it would be just difficult to refute some of the stuff that she's saying, mm -hmm. you know. Some and will still find a way, though. Well, of course. Best believe that. But to me, it was just kind of eye-opening how almost carefree it seems to be white. Like, <laughs> just like it's just so many things that you just don't have to even think about or worry about or mm -hmm. acknowledge or I is like just it was almost I was almost angered reading this chapter about how easy just it is. You know, so right. it was just, it was interesting. It was really interesting to me. Um, what did you guys take from it, or how did you guys feel on it? It's wild. It is. Especially the segment about belonging it in is. the hospitals, and just your, your, mm -hmm. your guaranteed survival from birth just because of the way that things are set up and people in these, are in these positions based on uh, the privilege of just, that yeah, this is our thing anyway, you, you're good. Exactly. From the time you enter the world. And you think it stops there? It just gets better and better, huh? For some. That's crazy. Yeah. It's wild. I just got a few quotes, because that's whatever, when, whenever we read a chapter, that's what I do. I just find stuff that sticks out to me. Mm -hmm. And so she defined white solidarity. Mm -hmm. And this is just a partial, actually. But it says, the unspoken agreement amongst whites to protect white advantage and not cause another white person to feel racial discomfort. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's funny, because I wrote... I, highlighted the same thing mm -hmm. and it's just and that's the thing it's like we don't want to they won't call each other out you know? right it's just that and she talked about that in the chapter just obvious points where somebody should have checked that and it was just like because of the solidarity mm -hmm. nothing is addressed right and then those those times where it does get called out is oh come on we were just making a joke or oh, you don't have to be so sensitive and you almost belittle the person who is rightfully you know, or exile them from your inner circle. Exactly. Or label them. And all of these things. Right. It's, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, what ends up happening for me is that I like so much of what she says. I highlight almost entire pages or half pages. And I just don't want to be the person who reads the entire chapter. Right. But I feel like you, Billy, a lot. It's like, this is stuff we already know. It's right, like, it's, exactly. That's how I really felt about exactly. this chapter. This is the first time where I was like, we know all of this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's but it's stuff that they don't know. Right, about. and it's just, but that's just so crazy because you go, have to think about you it. grow up in the same America, no. you say. Even just the But part, we have totally different experiences right. of it. Where they were talking about, like, the, the just people portion of it, when they were talking about how we have all these authors and how we think of these authors, but then we, the other great authors, we right. have to name black. No, this is a great black author. Mm -hmm. How come she can't just be a great author? Exactly. Like she's dope in her, you know, Toni Morrison is dope in her own right. Why yeah. do we only bring her out as a black author when it's, you know, convenient to, to speak on that? Right. Like, it's mm -hmm. just, you know, we don't call these other authors white authors. You know, mm -hmm. they're just authors, you know. It's, it's just funny because you label everything that's not white because white is the already accepted kind of thing just they don't think about it like that you know because they don't have to and i forgot the specific thing that this quote was about mm -hmm. but it says romantic it was talking about basically getting things back to where they were basically saying make america great again the good old like days. where she was getting the that it said, yeah. she said romanticize recollection of the past and cause for 
a return to former ways are a function of white privilege, which, I mean, that's not very shocking. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's just breaking it down. Because it is romanticized. Make America great again. Absolutely it is. That's right. very romanticized. Like you said. Oh, it was ahead. born out of war, wasn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. War and uh, civil unrest. Mm-hmm. All of it. Like, so, the good old days. <laughs> like, that old segment was, was spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Too, you know? Just like you were saying, like, on Make America Great Again. Like, great for who? Like, right. better for who? The good old days for, for who? What was it good for? <laughs> Like, like her, her quote is, um, what claiming, claiming the past was socially better than the present is a, also a hallmark of white supremacy. Like it is, because if you even look at the past and she goes on and she says, okay, consider any period of the past from the perspective of people of color. 246 years of slavery, the rape of black um, women for the pleasure of white men. And I mean, she just goes on and on the, you know, attempted genocide of indigenous people, sharecropping, Chinese exclusion, I'm skipping around, bans mm-hmm. on voting, you know, it's like, better for who? The good old days for who? Exactly. For the white people? Like, like, and they don't think about it, how it's just acceptable. Well, it was good for me, so yeah, it was good for everybody. This is the the, the, the good old days, right? <laughs> right? Do you know what, what I thought about when that, when I read that? What? When Brett Favre mm-hmm. was talking about I wish football would just go back without the politics. But the only politics that have been recent. Mm, exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if, you, if anybody else ever had an issue, whether it was like an emotional issue or like mental health or whatever, that's it's not as political, but you can still use your platform to bring awareness to it. Mm-hmm. And, and you can still yep. have, you can still have football. Mm-hmm. That's like, wow. I didn't understand the depth of that until I read this. Right. Because that's exactly what it is. By saying that, oh, well, why, why can't we go back to that? It's really just saying, well, I don't want to talk about this. Right. I don't want this to be the focus anymore. Right. Or at all. Mm-hmm. Because it makes me feel uncomfortable. Right. Because I have to look at how I may have contributed to But guess been uncomfortable the whole time. From. Exactly. That's what yeah. makes me very interested in the next chapter. Because I don't know him. But does that make him a bad guy? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So the whole, the good, bad, or slash bad binary, mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see how these, how she sets these things up. Because right. do, are you still a good person? Does that, how do you rearrange your thinking for that? You say right. something like that, but you're probably still a decent person. But are you? Mm-hmm. So interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was cool. I mean, I just, I really like, her. I want to read um, more of her work. I wonder what else she writes. Gotcha. Um, just because she's... I'm finding it very interesting. Just everything she says, how she even points into herself. It's not even like she's pointing the finger at her fellow whites. It's like... Uh, I can't remember the example. But there was an example where she said that even when she was invited to a party, mm-hmm. and then going to the party at the picnic area, there were two distinct parties and there was one with all black people, right. and it was one with um, primarily white people, yeah. and she had a sense of it wasn't panic. I can't remember exactly. What it's almost like dysphoria because it's like, what do you yeah, do when she was the anxiety? I think yeah. she said this sense of anxiety where it was like, oh, I might have to go over to the black group, or right. and having to make the choice, or okay, 
then the sense of kind of relief that she felt of, oh, well, no, my friend's group is the white group. Mm -hmm. And, oh, no, what if I would have went to the wrong group? Right. And it's just all of that. And it's that sense of um, belonging and being in a place where you don't mm -hmm. belong because they never feel as if they don't belong because right. America, the Western kind of society is a white society. Yeah. So it's made for them. So of course they belong because we made it. Why mm. wouldn't we belong? Right. This is interesting. So I like how she even points in on herself too. And it's not like, hey, look, I'm I'm right and all of you other right. white people are wrong. It's like, well, no, it's me too. Mm -hmm. This happens. It's, it's natural. We just need to acknowledge it so we can be better. So we right. can take steps. Right. So I think it's awesome. And um, I can't wait to kind of see what's coming next. Me too. Any other thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, I did have one more quote. It says, "It is," and this was, I think, maybe at the beginning of the, of the uh, chapter, it says, it has not been African Americans who resist integration efforts. It has always mm -hmm. been whites. I thought that was powerful, too. Mm -hmm. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I can't say for sure it's true, but I, I feel like there's some validity to that comment. The way she <laughs> talked about that, about how um, kids integration just meant kids going from black kids going from where they were all the way over to all the white things mm -hmm. where they didn't belong and the way she talked about that was amazing and she talked about the responsibility how some people I guess feel some white people feel that black people are responsible for teaching them about racism and the way she broke that down was that's always dope. been aggravating to me well you explain why it's wrong why yeah I don't I think she did a good job at explaining <laughs> why. Because people it's love to do that. They love to do the whole deflecting thing. But what mm -hmm. can your race do to make it better? Mm -hmm. Honestly, we can't do anything because we aren't in power to make the changes. Mm -hmm. for statistically, we you not. Know? No. Right. Like, you know, and then even statistically, she went through just the percentages of wealth and just all of yep. it. Yeah. Like, it's, well, it's interesting. It's hard to fight facts, so I wonder how this book was perceived upon um, white America. Good question. I mean, I know it was on the bestsellers list yeah. for a lot of, when it first came out, most of the year, um, it was up there. So, somebody had to be buying it. Yeah, that's true. Somebody might have some good opposing points, too. I'm interested. Yeah, I would I would absolutely be interested to hear yeah. even opposing points to it and um, just opposing just thoughts, especially if it could be done in a... Um, like a scholarly way, I would hate mm -hmm. for it to be, right. you know, hateful. Um, Me too. But if you actually got legitimate points and you actually have feelings and thoughts, I mean, yeah, I would, I would be open to hearing that. Me too. Especially if it was as well-rounded as some of this. Like, even down to, like, how she was quoting, like, James Baldwin, like, yep. toward the end. It was, like, fucking awesome. That's an awesome quote because it speaks exactly to how we feel now and how, you know, the same shit we going through back then It's the same stuff we going through same now. Thing. It's like, what was his thing? He was like, I can't say that, you know, that these black, that the that the real estate people are racist, but right. I know that I can't go buy a house exactly. over in these neighborhoods. You know, I can't say that the school board is not racist, but I know that, you know, the, the quality of education that I'm getting in my school, local schools aren't comparable to, you know, others. Like, and it's, it's crazy because that's the same stuff that we're going through mm -hmm. now. It's the same kind of conversations. Yeah, man. James Baldwin was very prolific. I need to really get into his books. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Netflix special that was really good too. I can't remember the name of it, but it was it was awesome. Another one I saw the one we watched. No, well, yeah, we did all watch that. Yeah, we, yeah, watched, we watched it together. It was amazing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. So awesome, awesome. Um, what's the name of that next chapter? Chapter five is the good slash bad binary. Okay. Awesome. All right. So we will get on that one. So moving on, we got um segment. I think the segment this. <laughs> well, what is our segment, Tempo? What we got this. It was unprofessional experiences. Unprofessional experiences. And I guess I'm gonna go first because it was my idea. Uh, but it's just. <laughs> I had an unprofessional experience. So, yeah, what we're going to talk about today is unprofessional experiences. I just had a real unprofessional experience. As y'all know, I have my art business or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more than just a business to me. It's actually really who I am. But okay. it's also okay. partly a, business, a right. business. And so I had saw this really great logo that a friend of mine had, had done. And it was on Facebook, and she just posted it. And so I immediately just went to the girl that did the logo. I didn't talk to my friend. Huge mistake right there, by the way. Anyway, so I just went ahead with this lady. I told her, I said, I'm inquiring about this logo. She was immediately still trying to set up dates, still trying to, uh, like, start working on it. And I'm an artist. I know you're not supposed to work on something if you haven't gotten a deposit on it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, no, wait till such and such day. I'll have the the deposit then. So such and such day came. I couldn't do it the way I wanted to do it. She wanted to do it through Cash App. Uh, I was going to use my dad's cash up because I don't personally have one at this point because mm-hmm. with the whole everything going on with the fraud, I just got rid of it. It was not working for me. So he said he had some business to handle. He wasn't able to do it. So I said, okay, well, my mom has Zelle. Could we do Zelle? And she made it very clear she didn't want to do Zelle. But she said, okay, when she gave me the Zelle number, it was a totally different or a, a, the Zelle name. It was a totally different name from the name she had on her profile. So, we looked it up. It Nothing came up. So, I said, okay, let's try something else. A totally different name. I said, okay, I can't do this because this is something is wrong here. Mm-hmm. If you're who you say you are, why do you have three different names for everything? So, I didn't say, tell her that. I just blocked her. And that was, you know, I mean, that's, that's what I chose to do. Some people were like, well, I would have said, hey, I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. She went to the original post and was like, hey. I haven't heard from you. <laughs> so we had to report it to Facebook. Me and the girl. Because it turns oh. out, once I talked to the friend of mine that had worked with her, she was like, oh, I would never suggest that little girl to anybody. She was completely unprofessional the whole way. Oh, wow. So I was just like, yeah. So that was my unprofessional experience. <laughs> and I'm still looking for somebody to do logos. Oh, you are? Yeah. So. Okay. just keep that in mind so just that whole experience was like well maybe I'm not the only person that has dealt with something crazy like that oh yeah I mean it sucks that you didn't have um, a good experience I guess I wish you would have talked to your friend first first. right I learned that what was your experience like you know here but I saw the finished product and it looked really nice so I'm Mm -hmm. thinking right I wasn't thinking about the process not to mention she was very pushy along the way like about trying to get it done oh and oh, maybe she didn't have a Zell. Maybe, maybe that's why the name. But it's just thing like, was, yeah, just was different. Say just that. like you didn't have a Zell, and you know you had to go to, you know, hey moms, you know, maybe she was like, hey, you know, <laughs> I get that, I, I can even understand that, know, but it's just like, just say that. It was yeah, true, true. You have a whole totally different government name on the Zell. So, how, what am I supposed to say? Nah, think? I be. Yeah. yeah. Nah, I be. 
You talking so low. What's going on? <laughs> you was expecting a good time at A&W? No, man, no. It's going to A&W. Get, get to the, the counter. No, it wasn't getting the flow. Okay. I needed to get a chicken sandwich. Then they have a regular chicken sandwich and a club chicken sandwich. Okay. I wanted to know the difference. My assumption... <laughs> my assumption was the club had bacon and cheese. Right. The other one didn't. Something in my soul told me to ask. So I asked the girl who's there, and she's like... Um, I think it's two different types of chicken. One come with tenders, and then one come. I already understand all their chicken sandwiches come with tenders, but it was just her resilience and the fact that she was not going to turn around and ask the person mm-hmm. in the kitchen because she really didn't know. She was gonna be like, she just said, "I don't really know," and just stop. Yeah, she wasn't gonna ask the person who's ask back somebody there. Who do ask the chef? Right, go, go. He's about to make it. Find the answer. Please. Well, you actually work here. You, you probably should know what come on the sandwich. She might have been new, though. Even still, <laughs> you should probably know what come on the sandwich that, that you she sell at your She ain't study her menu. She didn't. And uh, I had to ask her to ask him what the difference was. Like, well, can you, hey, can you ask her? <laughs> <laughs> I just bypass her completely. Hey, my man's in the back. Um, what's the difference between, like... That's, and, that's uh, wild, man. I don't even remember what the difference was, bro. I was just kind of taking it back that she didn't, she didn't think. So it was a lack of the professionalism person. there. Yes, yeah. that's what there that was. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. She didn't think to ask him. She just and like, it, I don't know. And I, right, I, I don't know, and you ain't gonna know either. I'm not gonna find out. Like. She didn't even look at the sign. Like, don't you know? Like, right. She kept hearing behind her. Like, what I would look like, he That's got, it right there. Like, like when I would know got tomatoes on it. So maybe it's like no tomatoes. Uh, like, nothing. 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 I was disappointed. All bad. I was disappointed. That also speaks to, and this is a whole totally different conversation. Yeah. Uh-huh. The workforce that we have right now. Mm-hmm. Just like yesterday, I had got, with the checkers, I said, I had to repeat my order like three times, by yeah. the way. I told her two chili cheese dogs, okay. a medium fry, a small lemonade, mm-hmm. and two double chicken sandwiches. Is that your go-to order? No, not necessarily. Okay. But I really oh, wanted just had it, it down. No, like, I oh, really this, did. This, this, she got... Now, mind you, after I repeated it to her several times, because she... Mm-hmm. And I know, I used to work a window, too. It's hard to hear the people sometimes. Mm-hmm. She didn't mm-hmm. have my fries. And that's why I go to Checkers. For uh, the fries. I got you. That's true. I was yeah. so upset. But it's... I, I, You know, I still ate my chili dog, but... It was just like, I, it would have been nice to have my fries, too. But it's just, what I'm saying is, this is what we got during the yeah. pandemic. Like, That's true. It's people that don't even want to work that have to kind of still work yeah. because, you know, employ- unemployment is not giving as much as it used to. So work. we're going to, unfortunately, get that mixed bag of people. People that really, they just there. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because at that point in fast food, you know, people want $15 an hour. I get it. You know, we definitely need enough money to kind of um, mm. more than minimum minimum wage around needs to be lifted, of course. Um, but if I'm going to pay, if as a business owner, I'm paying you $15 an hour, I would hope that you get these orders right. Like, and, and move with some kind of, some, yeah, <laughs> some snap, some, you know, pep in your step or saying. something. Like, if you got time to leave, you got time to clean. Right. <laughs> like, like, I don't know, maybe it's just me getting older now uh, where I'm like, oh, well, what is going on? With, yeah. Why are we waiting out here 30 minutes in the drive-thrus? Like, because I was one of the McDonald's people in there yeah. making the burgers at one point, right. and I'm sure I didn't feel like this. So, but, like, for 15 an hour, it's like, but 
Like, you want 15 an hour, but y'all can't even fix the, the ice cream machine? Like, like little stuff like that. Like, come on. And like I've been telling you. I can't you, get a McFlurry, though. Like, right. How come the shake machine is always down? Because they don't be down. Right. They don't want to put it back up. It's not down. I used to work there. It's it was why? never down. It is they a, just didn't want to clean it. What's the trouble with the, From with the shake? From my experience years ago now. Years and years ago. Like, years before I met him. It was a bitch to oh, clean. Yeah. The okay. the shake machines, oh, the ice cream machines were were a lot to clean. Of course, oh, okay. because you, it's dairy products. So yeah. you have to thoroughly clean it, and it was a lot of parts. And it do take a minute. It takes about 30 minutes. It takes minutes. a year to clean it. So I think oh, that that's wow. a lot of the hesitation. Yeah, because they don't want to go through that. I was, I'm telling you, I worked there. That's what they did not want to clean it. So that's why they wouldn't do it. Jeez. But, uh, that sucks. That's the best part of Honestly, McDonald's. I don't really eat McDonald's anymore. Me neither. I like the hash browns for breakfast, but honestly, other than that, I'm not a huge. McDonald's. I like a lot of their food, but when I eat it, I feel like it's rocking my stomach. Let's see, yeah. that's not cool. Well, that's just you trans- transitioning kind of the healthier eating too over the. It is, you know. and I just I don't like the feeling. I like the taste. But I don't like the feel. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that though. I'm not a comment there. <laughs> This is like my first time actually holding. Right, and seeing it in real life. Right, like real time, right? Like the this corduroy is, velvet. Man, this is um legit. That's like straight from um, Mexico. Yeah, it is. It really is. Right. Please let this be a good question. Thanks. Let's see. What is the best way to discover new music? That's a good question. YouTube. YouTube music. I'm, I have it. It gives me new suggestions all the time, and it's based upon the algorithm that I listen to, and it's usually on point. Uh-huh. So YouTube music. Maybe like a forum like Reddit or um, a reviewer. There's a song that me and uh, Jr. and I produced um, called "With well, Your Near Gains," called "Wave Today." And there's a they I just they just tagged me in the link um, a couple of days ago from Instagram. My guy was just reviewing the song. Oh, dope. And it's cool. Like, sometimes, I guess you can submit music. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also has another song that he submitted to T-Pain. And T-Pain reviewed it. He was like, yo, I love this record. Oh, that's awesome. That is so cool. So, I guess watching people review music or review songs mm-hmm. is a great way to find new music. True. Very that's much cool. true. Title. Like, when title after it, let it go after a playlist or an album. And they'll match it to the album. That's how I do it. Okay. A lot. Um the title that they have the the mixes like mm-hmm. a little my mix yeah and they'll just throw songs that you don't necessarily listen to but that are in that you know the same diaspora the of what you listen mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. and then they even break the mixes up by genre too okay so i'll have a mix that'll be primarily r&b music one it'll be primarily rap mm-hmm. one it'll have religion mu- religious music and it'll all be kind of different mixes of music that I like because I listen to a lot and mm-hmm. then just new stuff that Tyler would think that I like. And a lot of times, they'd be right on point. Got you. Like, they are really good at kind of finding the vibe. Kind of just like you said, okay. after you listen to that album and they'll just, oh, you like this? Oh, listen right. to that. Okay. Like, it's right in that same little... I wonder how much is that is based on the Music Genome Project. Have you noticed that on Pandora? I haven't used Pandora in years, but it would literally... 
classify what's going on in the song. It'll be like powerhouse vocals, and then it'll be like synth and strings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I wonder how much that plays into how this works with the, the apps. Oh yeah, it, it has to be. You would think, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah. Uh, how they they do really kind of break down these songs into. I would say the old school ways to just look for it. Like we look for albums mm-hmm. to choose. Oh yeah, that's the just, most that. To me, I didn't go there because I'm like, that's kind of sad. But some people, I think, but maybe be off-putting that. because you don't know if you're going to like it, if it's going to be a waste of time or not. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about that because you might be surprised. You might not like the first three songs songs of an album, right. but you might like the next three. Be open to new experiences. Exactly. That's what it's about. Go for the ride, not just what you like. Don't don't Go to it with an open mind and try to accept it for what it is before you judge it for what you do or don't like about it. Because sometimes we like something or don't like something. But we really don't know why. Is it the chords, or I mean, the the, the melody? No. Is it the sound of a person's voice? No. Then what is it? Right. Why don't you like it? Or are you just accustomed to shutting this style of music out before you really ask yourself, "Do I like it?" I think that's the most important part, especially when people are are putting art out. It's not just music. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's not. We miss that in searching to be served mm-hmm. through music. You know. Right. I think sometimes we just forget about that. Yeah. Oh, that's it, ain't it? Yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> if you like the show, <laughs> let us know. If you hate the show, let, let us know. know. Uh, Ray, where can they watch this and listen to uh, us? Oh, man, check us out on YouTube. You can listen to us on, um, you know, anywhere you can find a podcast, uh, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, all of that good stuff, man. Just just listen to us, please. Cool. Uh, Timbo. Where can they reach us? They can reach us at blacktopasylum at gmail.com. Awesome. Uh, Like, comment, share, subscribe. And until next time, the Blacktop is not closed. Peace. Peace.